Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Open the door, get on the floor, everybody rock that dinosaur! Hey, how's it going everybody? You are listening and watching the Command Zone podcast, sung and hosted by Josh Lee Kwai. How's it? Hi, I'm Jimmy Wong. How's it? We're also here in the studio with our good friend... Mr. Infect himself, Craig Blanchett. Captain Infect, please. That's right. Craig Blanchett, at Craig Blanchett. Captain Infect. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't study na- at Naval Academy for all those years to be called Mr. Infect. I'm Captain Infect. Thank Captain you very much. Captain Craig. Grew up on Phyrexia. <laughs> wow. He probably did. Yep. Um, I'm getting infected just being next to you, Craig. <laughs> so we have a really exciting episode today. We have our Rivals of Ixalan preview card. And for the first time ever, it is... A playable Bomb. commander. A very good commander. And in multiple colors. It took it took some time. Finally, we've grown to the point where we've got the recognition to get a multicolored <laughs> legendary creature. Thank you, wizards. Um, we have Zakama, Primal Calamity. I'm not going to read the card quite yet, but that's the name of it. What happened is there's a Game Nights coming up, Ooh. and we are playing all the multicolored legendaries from Rivals of Ixalan in that episode of Game Nights. And as luck would have it, Craig is on that episode of Game Nights, hey. and he was assigned Zakama as the deck he was going to build. So not only do we have Zakama as a preview card, we're going to do a full deck tech on the deck that Craig play, uh, used in Game Nights. But before we get to all that, we need to talk about our wonderful sponsors, cardkingdom.com slash command zone. That's the affiliate link that you go to and use to support this show, to support Game Nights, you know, we're talking about Rivals of Ixalan. We're talking about an awesome card from Rivals. If you want to pre-order that card, you can go to cardkingdom.com slash command zone, and that'll be not only getting the card you want, but supporting this show. And if you want to support the show even more, Ultra Pro is one of the sponsors of the show. And, of course, Ultra Pro, every single time a new set comes out, makes playmats, deck boxes, sleeves. Craig, you're a big Ultra Pro guy, right? Ultra Pro is awesome. Craig is actually the person that introduced us to Ultra Pro way back in the day, so we have a lot to thank you for, Craig, because they've been a great sponsor of the show. Obviously, they make really high-quality products, and we use them every single episode of Game Nights and having a new play. I love collecting playmats. So 
You can always support the show by buying Ultra Pro products wherever you may go in your LGS, or of course by going to Card Kingdom. Didn't yeah. Ultra Pro make the game the game nights playmat as well? Yes, they manufactured all sick, of our playmats when we play the aftermath playmat. So yeah, big ups to them. I mean, we donate wanted to the Patreon. Top, yeah, we wanted the top quality. So speaking of Patreon, the final way to support the show is directly if you go to Patreon.com/slash/CommandZone. You can become a patron of the show. In fact, we call out one lucky patron every single episode, and this episode is dedicated Ooh, to this is a good one. Jacob Thunderberg. Bring the thunder. Bring the thunder. Bring the thunder. Right. Jacob, you rock. I almost forgot to say that. Sorry, oh, yeah, Jacob. Right. You rock. Thanks, Jacob. Okay, let's go right into our Rivals of Ixalan preview card. It is Zakama Primal Calamity. It's a three-headed dinosaur. Zakama costs six red Green and white, so nine mana total. Yep. For a legendary creature, Elder Dinosaur, it's a 9-9. Has Vigilance, Reach, and Trample. It says when Zakama enters the battlefield, if you cast it, untap all lands you control. (laughs) Then Zakama has three activated abilities. You can pay two and a red, and Zakama deals three damage to target creature. You don't have to tap Zakama or anything for any of these abilities. You just, if, if you have... Two in a red, and then two in a red again. You can deal six damage to something. Again, that's target creature, three damage. You can pay two in a green, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Hmm. Or you can pay two in a white, and you gain three life. So again, three activated abilities. It's lightning bolt something, destroy an artifact or enchantment, or gain three life. Um, This card seems insane. I actually misread it the first time. I didn't even really notice the you untap, <laughs> untap all lands. lands you control, and I still thought it was awesome. But the fact that you can, when you cast Zakama, and it's important to note, it says if you cast it. So if you flicker Zakama or some other way to bring it in and out of the battlefield that's not actually casting the card, then uh, it will not untap all of your lands. But as long as you cast it, you can untap all of your lands, and there's nothing that says you can't have, you know, a lot of lands in play which makes his ability that much stronger because you can you you're guaranteed the ability to use them the turn he comes into play which right. is crazy i mean just this think guy about it. is it's insane a, it's a For, nine nine right so with vigilance uh, reach and trample in a normal scenario you have nine mana so that means you can activate any of its abilities three times mm-hmm. you know at a minimum and of course middle- you could have some artifact ramp and creature ramp in which case those won't untap with zakama but you know it's not hard to envision scenarios where you play zakama and just blow up three artifacts yeah or i mean three artifacts how about just kill some creatures kill some creatures a couple of enchantments the, like yeah i mean this is amazing in edh obviously because the three damage turn creature is not amazing but it's still pretty good it can kill a lot of important things like i'm looking at an oracle of maldaya sitting on the table right now but mm-hmm. it also the destroy target artifact or enchantment i mean i you play cards just to do that once i feel like that's the strongest ability on them and the fact that it's repeatable for three mana it's like yeah it's insane it's insane. it's not hard to think about just you play it and destroy all the artifacts and enchantments on the battlefield basically. all the relevant right. ones yeah yeah probably leave some right. signets behind but Jeez, it seems incredibly strong. Um, One thing about the card to notice is that a lot of the Eldrazi, like uh, Ulamog and the big ones, say when you cast this spell, then you do something. However, as the comment says, when it enters the battlefield, if you cast it. So it's not an on-cast trigger. It does require you to cast it, but Zakama still has to make it onto the battlefield. That's true. So, Zakama gets countered. You don't get to untap your lands. Right. It has to hit the battlefield. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so Craig... This was your deck, and we're going to avoid spoilers because that episode of Game Nights obviously is not out yet. It's coming out in a couple of weeks. 
Um, but we did play that game because it takes us a few weeks to edit the show. Um, you were tasked with building this deck. What was sort of your first thought of how what the strategy of the deck was going to be or how you were going to, you know, sort of what angle you were going to take when building it? So when I saw him, you could kind of see inherently that you want to drop a lot of lands, play a lot of land ramp as much as possible, as quick as possible, so you could get out this 9-9 beast as mm-hmm. quickly as possible, untap all those lands, and then use other abilities to either double that mana or use that mana in interesting ways, untap that mana to be able to use it again. Um, but it's so, basically like plays a comma, have a bunch of lands in play, and then activate his ability a million times, basically? Activate his ability as much as possible because you're guaranteed to be able to do that and you can repeat that process as much as possible. Or cast the rest of your hand out because now you have nine free mana, potentially even more depending on what your lands do. His potential is insane. This commander is one of the most powerful I've ever played with. It's incredible. A lot of decks we would say don't put Temple of the False God in there. Not this one. <laughs> <laughs> This, yeah, this guy seems crazy. Just so much value. And at the very minimum, it can be a 9-9 reach, trample, vigilance that effectively costs you zero mana. Even if it didn't have all the abilities, it's like, play it, untap all your lands. It's as if you didn't spend any mana yet this turn. Just that alone is crazy. Mm -hmm. Much less, it also gives you a mana sink to use all that mana if you didn't have another way. Anytime you can cast two spells in a turn, commander, it's good. Anytime you can cast three, it's even better. This you could cast like up to four or five or do three spells and blow up two things. Like there's so much you could do just because you can untap them and then you have a monstrous threat on the board. And here's the thing. When the threat comes down and is able to deal with other threats immediately, that's what makes a really good commander because it's like, okay, I play my commander, pass the turn, hope it survives by the time I come back. You're just not in a great spot. But with this, you have instant speed triggers on everything and it's just a nine, nine. So it's really hard to deal with if you don't have direct removal. That's true. You can see a scenario where you play it, untap all your lands, pass the turn because it's all instant speed stuff, and you're like, "Hey, anybody that destroys it, that like goes to get rid of it, I'm just gonna blow up all your stuff." Yeah. Like, then no great protection. Every, yeah, everyone's gonna be, tr- you know, they're gonna be really hesitant to pull the trigger on like swords or something because if they, if I've got a soul ring yeah. and I've got a propaganda, it's like, well, that stuff's just gonna be gone for free in retaliation. That's really powerful. It's also kind of on the best player at the table or the table or the person that's going to get the affected most by it to often pull the trigger first too. If it's I mean, like if it's like I have propaganda, orrery, and like three other incredible things on my board, and Craig's obviously just looking at me, I'd be like, well, if I don't do it, he's going to do it no matter what at the next end step. So you have to like keep that in mind. I mean, you have to time it. I think you can time it so as the comma comes down, the untap your lands trigger goes on the stack, and you sort of plowshare as a common response. So that once yeah. the lands are untapped, that's about the your comma's chance. not there anymore to blow up your stuff. I mean, obviously, but you have to have the spell in your hand. And yeah, this is very situational, what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The one thing we we learn about Zakama, I think, is you see it coming when you're playing at the table Definitely, as yeah. an opponent. So you're like counting the mana. How much mana you got? You're going to be able to cast it next turn? You have to know those things when playing against mm-hmm. the card because it's really important because you're like, oh, Zakama's going to come out next turn. Maybe I don't want to play my enchantment or artifact. Maybe you want to play a creature with at least yeah. three or more toughness. Um, okay, let's let's talk about the deck here. You mentioned getting a bunch of lands into play. Um, we've got some cards laid out here, which are sort of the usual suspects for that kind of thing. And you're in green, so you're in the perfect color. Um, we should say, like, obviously, and, and it's obvious to us, but we don't. Sometimes we skip over things like this because it is obvious to us. In a deck like this, because your commander untaps lands specifically. Your ramp is going to be mostly stuff that puts lands into play or deals with lands. You know, a Birds of Paradise, 
still may be good in this deck, but that type of effect, like a land war off and stuff, you probably don't want as many of that kind of thing because Zakama doesn't untap those things. Mm-hmm. Again, mana rocks. You still want Soul Ring, of course, because it's awesome, but maybe you don't put Signets and things in because, again, Zakama doesn't untap your artifacts. So in place of that, you would play things like, what do we got here? Yeah, I took out all Signets, run things like Rampant Growth, uh, Nature's Lore, Cultivate, Explosive Vegetation, uh, Sky Shroud Claim. Yeah, all of those are cards that go find uh, lands in your deck, usually basics, but Sky Shroud and some few mm-hmm. of the others don't, and put them directly into play. And those are just the instants and sorceries. There's also creatures like Sakura Tribelder, Oracle of Maldaya, Karametra, which is interesting if you're playing a creature-based deck. Yeah, let's read Karametra because I think this is a card that we haven't... I guess Secure Tribe Elder we haven't read a lot on the show no. either. Oracle we talk about all the time. It lets you put extra lands into play and sort of draws your cards. Um, One of the best creatures of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Karametra, though, this was the deck that uh, Melissa DeTora played on Game Nights. Um, but she wasn't using Karametra in the exact same way. This would be using it mostly for ramp. So Karametra, Guard of Harvest, is three green-white for a 6-7 legendary enchantment creature god. Has indestructible. Um, has the same sort of writer clause that all of the gods have. If your devotion to green and white is less than seven, Karametra isn't a creature, which generally you don't actually want these to be creatures. You want them for their other effect. And it says, whenever you cast a creature spell, you may search your library for a forest or plains card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, and then shuffle your library. So it turns any creature you cast into a rampant growth. It's mm-hmm. just like only for green and white, obviously, but um, you can grab duels. But it is a yeah, it says forest card, yeah. or plains, so you could get uh, shocklands or mm-hmm. duels or the havelands, um, and then or the new cycle lands. Um, and right. then and then if you play, yeah, basically all your creatures become ramp growth. So that seems pretty good. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're playing cards like Sakura Tribelder. So Sakura Tribelder, one in a green for a one-one Snake Shaman. Sacrifice Sakura Tribelder. Search your library for a basic land card. Put that card directly into play tapped then shuffle your library. So it's, just a, it's exactly rampant growth, right? Yeah, but on a creature. Just as yep. on a creature. For one green and one other. That's on a, a one, one. That card is actually one of the most played cards in green. Even it's it's basically often slightly better than rampant growth because you get a block out of it. Yeah. You know, you kind of put it, you play it and you wait. And if anybody was going to attack you, you block and then before damage, sacrifice it. And so you sort of get rampant growth plus a little life gain in that in that case. Yeah, and depending on your hand, you also don't necessarily need to sack it the turn you play it. You know, you could wait, being like, "Well, I don't have any five drops to play, but I do have a four drop." So, right. like, no matter what, I'll make it to the four because I have a land in hand, etc. So, like, there there is a lot more, I think, play to Sakura Tribe Builder. I think it's at the top of the list on EDH Rec for almost every single green deck. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's very it's, very good. It's like one of the top three most played green cards. Uh, so we can see that the early game strategy of the deck is like get as many lands in play as possible because when you cast the comma, you just want a ton of lands. So something you mentioned earlier and is really smart in the deck is you also included a bunch of cards that it sort of have the phrase whenever you tap a land for mana, it produces double that mana or twice mm-hmm. as many mana or it produces an extra mana. So the classic one is um, Marari's Wake. Love this card. Yeah, this is three, a green and a white. It's an enchantment. It says creatures you control get plus one, plus one, which is good, but not the reason it's in the deck. The second thing it does is it says, whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana to your mana pool of any type that land produced. So you tap a land for mana, you get two mana instead of one. Or if you had Temple of the False God, you get three mana, I suppose. Yep. Um, So think of that with Zakama. If you have, you know, six, seven lands in play, let's say you have seven lands in play, 
you tap it for 14 mana, use nine of it to cast a comma, untap all seven of your lands. You've still got five floating mm -hmm. and 14 mana now that because you could tap those lands again. That's 19 mana. 19, yeah, 19 mana you would have, so you could activate uh, Zakama's ability six times in that scenario. Yeah, you've essentially that's spent just two cards and still have one mana, mana yeah. left over. Yeah, that's it's a lot. That's insane. There's a couple of other cards that do this. Uh, this is a Josh Lee Kwai favorite, Zendikar Resurgent, five green, green for an enchantment. Basically, has the same line of text. Whenever you type a land of man, uh, a land for mana, add one mana to your mana pool of any land of any type that land produced. And then also, whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card. So this just really helps refill your hand, especially in a creature-based deck like this, and when you're casting monsters like that. Zendikar Resurgent is like, because yeah, it's just gone into more and more decks for me. If there's a lot of creatures, it's just going in there. And again, yeah. you can do the same thing. Yeah. And so it can help you cast a creature like, uh, this is the most Craig card ever. <laughs> Vornklex, Voice of Hunger. So it's six green green for a legendary creature, Praetor. It's a seven six, has Trample. Has two abilities. Whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana to your mana pool of any type that land produced. So it does what Mirari's Wakens Endicar Resurgent does. But then it sort of does the opposite to your opponents. This is the brutal part. Whenever an opponent taps a land for mana, that land doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. So in a way, it sort of makes their lands tap for half as much while Vorinclex is out because right. they can only use it every other turn. Uh, one thing to note about Vorinclex is even if you get rid of Vorinclex... Any lands you tapped during that while Vornclex was out still don't untap, even though Vornclex is gone. It's not like, oh, Vornclex got killed, so my lands do untap as normal. Nope. No, they don't. If you tap them when Vornclex was on the board, they're not untapping during the next untap step. This is a brutal card. Those Predators, man. They're, they're all good. pretty brutal. They're, they're, they're good. all mostly good. The red one is whatever. But I think the green one and the blue one, I mean, like, look, well, they're, they're, pretty the blue good one's too. ridiculous. Well, yeah. The white, okay. The, oh, everyone but the red one. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shieldred's good, too. Yeah. If you don't know, there's Elishnorn, there's Shieldred, there's Vornclex, Jingitaxis, and the red one is Urbrask. Uh, you can go ahead and look those cards up, and, and you can tell the red one not as They're good. all good. Yeah, Even the red's the good. I mean, in a deck, like, in general, I've been taking these out of my decks because you don't want to spend eight, nine mana for a card that everyone looks at and goes, nope. But in a deck like this, when you could potentially cast it for free, or if you have, like, one of your crazy 28 mana turns because of Marari's Wake then you can cast this and a bunch of other things. And if you end up losing one of the things that you cast, it's it's even better than almost a lot of times it's like you're putting out a meat shield for Zakama because you want Zakama to live, but you put out something else that's so threatening that if they can't deal with that, then you definitely win. If they can deal with that, then they haven't dealt with the other big threat, which is Zakama. Right. And I've play tested this deck a lot, and there are a lot of scenarios where 24 mana is... Just kind of the norm. Just the norm? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Jeez, crazy. <laughs> so we've got a deck. It has a ton of lands in play. It's trying to get those lands to tap for double because the comma obviously wants lands and things. But you're already in that scenario. What other cards are sort of good in that scenario or, or sort of help that game plan? And we have a few listed right here. Um, Sword of Feast and Famine, we talk about all the time. It when it connects with an opponent, you untap all your lands. So especially with the mana doublers, being able to untap those lands, not only with Sakama's ability, but with abilities like Sword of Feast and Famine or Nature's Will or Bear Umbra, um, they just make it so much stronger because every time he either attacks or hits somebody, now you're untapping them again. Right. So let's talk about those other two cards that you just mentioned. Uh, Bear Umbra I love is this card. two green green for an enchant creature. When... Uh, enchanted creature gets plus two plus two and has 
Whenever this creature attacks, untap all lands you control. This is when it attacks, right? So it doesn't have to hit them like sort of Feast and Famine does. Which yeah. is important because on that attack trigger, you can then pair it up with things like you can have the Bear Umbra on and the Sword of Feast and Famine. You can use the mana when it untaps to shoot down the creatures that might block it. Then you connect with the Sword of Feast and Famine, untap again. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good card. Uh, Not to mention it has totem armor, too, on Bear Umbra. All the Umbras do, which is basically a shield. So if the enchant creature would be destroyed, you remove all damage from it, and then the aura falls off. So it's like a one-time protection shield, too. So it would stop you know, a lot of ways of being killed, like a board wipe. Yep. And then this is an interesting one. It's one of these cards that I feel like it's always wants it's to be like in kind of like Vorinclex, almost. Almost, Kind of yeah. like Vorinclex enchantment with certain well, stipulations. Yeah. I always feel like it's like the 70th card. I want to put it in, but then it just doesn't quite make it. This is the deck for it. Um, it's Nature's Will. It's two green green for an enchantment. Whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, tap all lands that player controls and untap all lands you control. So it's mostly the untap that you're after. Um, mm. Usually if they have lands that were untapped and they wanted to use them, they would use them. If they're playing blue, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and if they're not, then... I mean, if they're holding them for something, they're going to use them before the untap thing happens. Generally. Uh, it, 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 there's some scenarios where that could mess them up, though. It's mm -hmm. true. But mostly, yeah, you just want to untap your lands and then activate Sakama again or, you know, play Born Collect or something. Um, that was really clever to use that stuff. And then I'm going to let you read this one because this is a very... Actually, we should let Jimmy read this one because this is a very Jimmy card. It's the only red card we've read so far. So I mean, thanks. if you're going to have all this untapping shenanigans on attack then this card is sort of like a natural include. Oh, I can't read the title. Just kidding. Because he's it's, got the invocation version. Invocation. <laughs> yeah. It's Aggravated Assault, which uh, goes infinite in so many different decks because of what it does. It's it definitely goes infinite with Bear Umbra, Sword oh, yeah. of Feast and Famine, and Nature's Will. For two and a red, uh, it's an enchantment. You can play it. And then, the, the, what's crazy about this is how cheap it costs. Three mana to play Three mana. And then five to activate. So to activate, it's three red-red. Untap all creatures you control. After this main phase, there is an additional combat phase followed by an additional main phase. Activate this ability only any time you could cast a sorcery. It gives so, you additional main phases too, which is crazy because then you can play out other things if you so wanted. Yeah. I mean, extra attack steps are usually a little dangerous in Commander just because it's very it requires every other player to be able to be attacked usually or you know like otherwise you're playing aggravated salt and everyone's got propaganda it's like oh cool that was not but i mean on the other hand it's if true. there's one player that's open you attack that player activate it attack right. that player like you it could be a single player removal spell for sure yeah i i still think this card is great well and on those untaps so much mana in this deck yeah and on those untaps because of sword and feast of him and you may be net you're you're, well, you certainly are going to be netting mana in a deck like this. To where you could potentially be paying for that propaganda that the other player right? is playing. So I might only be able to hit, say, Mel for now. But because I'm attacking with sort of Feast and Famine, untapping all my lands, it's five to activate Aggravated Assault, but I have nine lands in play. Now with those extra three, I'm willing away at Jimmy's board so that once Mel's gone, right, I can now attack abilities. Jimmy, right. activate Aggravated Assault, the combo here, obviously, is if you haven't something's on tapping all your lands, then you're activating aggravated assault infinite times, technically. Not However infinite. many times you can get in, yeah. unless yeah. you have Bear Umbra, in which case it happens on the attack. Yeah. Well, and yeah, if you have Bear Umbra on Zakama, now he's Vigilant 11-11 with Trample, so he only takes two hits to hit them. 
And normally these abilities don't want to stack, right? Like a Bear Umbra and a Sword of Feast and Famine. It's hard to use that mana, right? Because you're going to attack, untap all your lands. You have to cast Instant Speed stuff or something. Before Sword of Feast and Famine, you deal combat damage and then untap again. They normally don't double up very well. But because of Zakama's ability, you can use all that mana every time. Uh, Aggravated Assault is at Sorcery sorcery Speed. speed, Yeah, Yeah, so you definitely want... I mean, Zakama is the main reason that Bear Umbra is amazing and Sword of Feast and Famine is great. There have been so many times where it's like, I deal damage. Like, oh, I get to untap. Can I use the mana? Or like, I have all this extra mana now. It's like, no, I have no instant speed effects. But Zakama, they're all built onto the creature. I mean, Zakama's like an enchantment creature and instant rolled into one. He's like everything in the same thing. It's ridiculous. Um, So another card that works really well is Zakama. And honestly, Craig, when I looked at it in the deck, I was like, why is this in here until you explained it? So I'll let you explain it, but I'll read it first. It's Archangel of Thune. It's three white white for a three four flying angel with lifelink. It says, whenever you gain life, put a 1-1 counter on each creature you control. And I'm like, okay, well, Zakama doesn't have lifelink. I don't understand what this card's doing, but I forgot about one of Zakama's abilities, which is easy to forget about. So, yeah, his his least used ability guaranteed is his life gain ability. For one white and two other, you can gain three life. But in combination with Archangel of Thune, now with that life gain, you can start putting plus one, plus one counters on all of your creatures. At instant speed. At instant speed, which if you're running a land, you know, drop deck like Amiri Angel or stuff like that, now you're getting a bunch of flying tokens with plus one, plus one counters. And there's a lot of ways to build this deck. Yeah. I didn't even think about the possibility of sort of leaning towards the more life gain stuff. It's obviously the ability yeah. when you look at Zakama that you're like, eh, it's sort of the least cool. <laughs> it's the one that you're like, and it does this. It's like, yeah, sure, life gain. When is this going to be relevant? Once in a while, I might dig myself out of a hole. And right. It's nice to have, but it's just not the type of ability you think like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna build my uh, deck to maximize that. But right. something that, again, 24 mana is not out of the question in this. <laughs> Uh, like so on a regular basis times. by like turn seven like it, that is not out of the question almost every game so 24 mana into three for three that's 24 life zakama has trample yeah so you could get in a scenario with enough mana where you're actually with bear umbra maybe and zakama and archangel where maybe you just commander damage him out right away yeah oh absolutely activated yeah. eight times Bear Umbra activated another eight times. What is that? 16 counters makes it a 27 27 or 25 25. I mean, you just hit him once. Know, yeah, if they just have only a small creature, just Jeez. boom. Well, here's the thing. And he's untapped. Think, they don't think about that. You know, yeah. they're like, oh, I block, block with my secure tribe elder or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you know well, what's crazy too? Trample. You don't even have to tap him. You leave he's him untapped. Yeah. And he's yeah. got reach. So it's like, come at me, bro. Like, what are you, you going to hit me with Merit Lage? I don't care. I'm blocked. Well, the other thing about Trample and the way it works is that it assigns damage after lethal damage to the creature is assigned. And yeah. because his two and a red ability only targets creatures, you can technically assign lethal uh, to the creature and then the rest of his commander damage will trample through, right? Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, like if it's a 4-4, four, four, you could sweet. You shoot, could it, shoot once it for and, and then, then you do trample eight, through trample eight. Yeah. yeah, actually. Man, that is interesting. So, I mean, like, so I you think... Tr- you, it would be very easy, I think, for an opponent to not understand not calculate all the possibilities right. and think, okay, well, I'm going to do this and I'll live through this turn. Right. And you go, well, I activate gain two life. I shoot your guy. All of a sudden I trample through for 21 commander damage. Yeah. And they're just like, people in my play group, stop watching this episode. I <laughs> <laughs> um, would never do that. To you. <laughs> trample damage, I think is one of the more misunderstood mechanics. I've won random games off it being like, no, 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 it assigns lethal. And then it tramples over. Well, it's like with death touch. If you can give death touch right. to a trample creature, then you only have to assign one damage to the creature that's blocking. 
in which case it'll trample through for the remainder. Yeah. Because if you have death touch, one damage is lethal damage. Um, let's talk about another cool card. This one is sort of... So if Archangel of Thrun was playing off of Zakama's gain life ability, this card is sort of playing off the fact that the entire deck is built to put a lot of lands into play. Um, it's a Myria Shepherd. This is a card we sort of pegged as... And I'm not sure if we were correct or incorrect. I've seen it in play a little bit, but not a ton. I don't know if people... But the thing is, like, you need planes specifically to make yeah. it the best. Yeah, so that might be it. two-color decks are best suited to do it, and a lot of people are playing four-color decks. It's still good with days. not planes. I think that's... It really yeah, is. It gets back anything into well, your hands. Let me read the cards so they know what we're talking about here. It's Emiria Shepherd. It's five white-white for a 4-4 four, four flying angel. has landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control... You may return target non-land permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. So even if it's not a planes, you still get it back to your hand. But if the land is a planes, you may return the non-land permanent card to the battlefield instead. Mm -hmm. So it kind of if it's if it's a non-planes card, that, or sorry, uh, land that comes into play triggers landfall on a mirror shepherd, you sort of eternal witness something. It's not exactly the same because you can't get instants and sorceries. It has to be a non-land permanent. But if it's a planes, and that could be a dual land or a shock land that says planes on it then you just put that card into play. Yeah. This will trigger off of things like Rampant Growth, Cultivate, Explosive Vegetation could possibly Karametra. get you two things. Yeah. Yep. You know, all of a sudden you're ramping and putting two things into play. Karametra, oh man, really good with Karametra. Can get you Karametra back. Yep. You know, if it's some... Well, no, Karametra is indestructible, so it would probably have to be exiled or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Karametra is tough to get rid of yeah. in any yeah. deck. Discarded, yeah. there you go. Discarded, yeah. Um, but this card seems really good just because it's... It's something we talk about a little bit in deck building, but it's like these one-off cards that just happen to synergize with what your deck's already doing. Right. Any of the landfall triggers in this deck are good, but this this one kind of takes the cake, in my opinion, as as the best. I mean, it costs seven mana, so there's there's an inherent cost to that. But your deck's already just Ramp City. Right. Another good one is like Amiria Shepherd or uh, you know Rampaging Baloths, or one that's definitely going in this that I missed at first, which is Lotus Cobra. Right. Um, just anything with landfall in uh, these colors is incredible. You know, you can almost count Amira Shepard as like pseudo card draw in a deck like this. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Because it's going to get you cards, right? It's not going to draw them off your deck, but in most games, by the time you cast Amira Shepard, some stuff's going to have died, somebody will board wiped, you know. Yeah. And again, I would be so wary about having, looking at this table, we have like five, five drops and like eight, seven or eight plus drops just sitting on this table of cards in front of us. Yeah. And normally I'd be terrified. I'd be like, what are you doing? Craig, this is this is how to not build a deck. But, but the other half of the table is all, all is all just ramp. to get yeah. ramp out. Yeah. And like when you're when your commander costs nine mana, it's like, well how am I ever gonna get there? Like when I was building my Gashoth deck, I was like, what am I gonna do? Like it's just have to ramp a bunch to get here. And I forgot the pat the part where if you do ramp a bunch you can also put other giant monsters in your deck. So, good job, Craig. This deck is well, ridiculous. Well, the problem with ramp decks classically is that they tend to really falter under two scenarios. One is you draw all your ramp, but none of the stuff that you're trying to ramp into. And mm -hmm. so you just right. end up with a ton of mana, but nothing to do with it. The other is you draw the other half of your deck, all your huge stuff, and none of your ramp. The good thing about Zakama is you can actually sort of weight it in favor of extra ramp because Zakama will put, never put you in the position where you don't have anything to do with your mana. Mm -hmm. You can always activate Zakama's ability. So this is the type of deck that, you know, we normally say 10 card, card draw and 10 ramp spells. You could have 20, 30 ramp spells in this one because... Easily. Yeah, you're not going to end up in a scenario where like, oh no, I have 30 mana. Oh, if you have 30 mana, I'm blowing up every enchantment and creature on the board. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's not bad. It's not oh no. Yeah. So... Plus, yeah. once Zakama dies... 
it you need the mana to get him back out again. Yeah. And he will sure. die. Trust me. This he's he, not a popular. He's very threatening. <laughs> once people play against him a few times, he's not going to be A welcome. few times. I only need to play against him once to know. Well, here's a very super secret tech card that I don't think has seen much play in Commander, but with a deck like this and the monsters that you have, who boy. We all remember Audric. Audric is a guy that is a uh, he's a He's a soldier. He gives abilities to other. He's creatures. a general. Come he's on. a general. Sorry. Yeah. Well, he does. He's a marshal soldier on his thing. <laughs> That's a good point. So he's, he's a, a legendary. Though. He's a legendary Lunark marshal. He's three in the white for a three-three, Audric. Uh, and he says at the beginning of each combat, creatures you control gain first strike until end of turn of a creature you control has first strike. And the same is true for flying, death touch, double strike, haste, hexproof, indestructible, lifelink, menace, reach, skulk, skulk, trample, and vigilance. So, of course, Vigilance, Reach, and Trample, all three abilities on Takama. Being able to give that to every single one of your creatures. And then you're playing cards like Archangel of Thune, so everyone gets flying as well. Whoo! We're off to the races. There's a lot of other word soup cards. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's a really good card to play the turn you play Zakama or the turn after you play Zakama and just give all your creatures Vigilance, Reach, and Trample at the very least. Yeah, yeah. Zakama alone is worth playing this guy. Yeah. Yeah. But you can make it even more worthwhile with some other cards. I really like the thought process between behind putting uh, Audric in your deck, which is looking at your commander fully, right? Looking at every piece of text on the card and going like, okay, you know, Archangel of Thune, that works with the life gain. I, I think a lot of people, myself included, probably would skip the Vigilance, Reach, and Trample part. Yeah. But you said, oh, well, it's got three freaking keyword abilities. What takes advantage of that? Oh, something like Audric. That are all incredible in commander. Like Vigilance is one of those ones that in one-on-one isn't that good so it's overlooked but in commander vigilance like we always say huge you're on defense three turns and on offense only one, one turn yeah. right yeah and vigilance is inherently a blocking ability and to give all of your creatures vigilance and reach and reach is just crazy and then to trample yep so uh because of audric there's a new card from rivals of ixalan that <laughs> this is that word soup i was card, talking about yeah, seems like soup. Yeah, seems like it, it has a possibility. And I think you mentioned this uh, before the show, Craig, which is there's probably a lot of people that are going to want to build Zamp- uh, sorry, Dinosaur Tribal mm-hmm. from this, although Gishoth seems better if you're in Dinosaur Tribal. Yeah, but, 100%. Um, but you can still do it. And this works really well with Audric, so we thought we'd mention it. It's a Zatalpa, Primal Dawn. This is a new card again from Rivals of Ixalan. It's six white, white for a legendary creature, Elder Dinosaur. Yes, could be your commander. It's a four, eight, and it has... Flying, double strike, vigilance, trample, and indestructible. Ooh, it's like all of the best ones in Commander. It's yeah, like literally all the of the best. Life hexproof is the only one. Is huge. Yeah, it's you strap some greaves on this guy. Yeah, oh, it's so brutal. Here's the thing brutal. too: if someone's like, "Oh man, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna attack with all my creatures and then board wipe because you know that's it." Audric's like, huh, "Don't care. Thanks for your second main phase, everybody. All my creatures have indestructible now." I yeah, this is a culpa. Oh. Oh, so so it, like it really does mess. Audric really does mess up a lot of opponents' well, plans here. Audric only gives you have to have it at the beginning of combat, right? Each combat though. Oh, so on your right. opponent's turns, because usually it's like oh, I have a board white, I'm gonna swing out because my creatures are dying anyway. Yeah. So they can't even do that if that's because that's I'd say one of the most effective ways to get rid of Sakama is just board wipe because Craig's put out you know Vorinclex and five other crazy things this turn. <laughs> May as well get them all at once. Uh, while we're talking about new cards from Rivals of Ixalan, uh, there are we should say, we're, and we're gonna do a set review so we'll talk about these more in depth but there are there is a cycle of monocolored elder dinosaurs mm-hmm. so that was the the white one was a talpa and this is the red one of course it's the red one for me four red red for a six six atali primal storm the art on this is unbelievable 
It's a legendary creature, Elder Dinosaur. When was the last time we had Elder Creatures? Was it Dragons? Well, we had Elder Turkey? Dragons from Dragon Turkey. Yeah. I think that's the last time. And before that, that, it do was we have... Legends. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, do we Chronicles. have Elder or anything else? I think this is Elder the, Dragons. This is the second time since Elder Dragons. That we've I, had I like to think else. of them as all just kind of having fun back in the day. Like, what's in this? In was the v- v- really Vivictus? Old? Yeah, like Vivictus Osmati. I think he was the, the uh, Naya. Naya one. So, like. Him and Zakama were just chill, chill buddies, you know. Like, now they're elders. They're yeah, elder exactly. Of, you know, EDH still works. Elder. They're dinosaur. more refined these days. Yeah, elder yeah. dinosaur <laughs> Highlander. Still oh my works. gosh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. 2018 marks marks a new year for Commander. <laughs> All right. Whenever a Tali Primal Storm attacks, exile the top card of each player's library. Then you may cast any number of non-land cards exiled this way without paying their mana cost. Again, what? It's just- it's a six six fly flyer. No, no, no. it's just no, a six six, six, six for six. Okay, yeah, it's but it's huge. it's just when it attacks. Yeah, when it hits. No, no, no. When it attacks. Yeah. Is it when it attacks? When it attacks. Yeah. That's insane. It's right there on the card, Craig. So the picture doesn't it remind you of the third Jurassic Park, or is it the second one where I, they're like no, in the water and they really that thing with the beak Jurassic is parks like... after the first one. Okay. I do remember. It reminds me of Jurassic Park in general. I don't know which one. <laughs> it's true. I guess they all kind What's of. What's the do. one where they genetically created one? That was the new. The one. most the recent one. one. It looks yeah. kind of like that one. I think. Yeah, yeah kind yeah. of. Um, so when it attacks, you exile the top card of each player's library, not just yeah. one. You don't have to pick one, and it, you just get to cast guy's itself. Crazy. By the way. Cast any number of those. Yeah. So you could cast three or four cards off this if you got lucky and nobody you're almost lands. guaranteed yeah. to cast three or four cards well they can get lands three or four so i guess you're oh right 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 okay if you're, it's a four player game probably like two players if it's least. a four player game you're probably like one true eight yeah cards because it counts yourself yeah not even so if you can manipulate your library as well i mean i'm gonna put that in every it does right come from now on because that's just actual card advantage for a decent sized body each player's library counts yourself it seems like Strionic Resonator would be a good include in this deck. I'm just thinking of this now, right? Because it will, uh, you can Strionic Sakama's untapped lands ability, right? Flow yep. mana, yeah. So Strionic with Atali sounds seems really good too. That seems really good. Yeah, so that's a card that's not on the list, and I don't think in the deck. Strionic but, with the landfall abilities. Yeah, with Amiria, with Archangel, right? Yeah. yeah whenever. Um, There's a lot. Uh, Karametra mm-hmm. yep. with Strionic is really good. Um so there you go. Atali, Primal Storm. You couldn't Strionic with the land tap for your opponents, no, could you? Whenever you have a land for mana. I don't think that's a trick. It's not an ability that goes on the stack. Okay, okay. It just adds an extra. It is a whenever. Strionic is... I'm not. We're not judges. This is where we get ourselves Judge. in trouble when we yeah. start. Ask, Tell uh, me, did D- I break ask, the game? Ask Danny Batterman. D. Batterskull. D. Batterskull. He's Twitter, our yeah. game night judge. let you know. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, now let's talk about that card you were talking about earlier, because I think this interaction is particularly cool. Um... Yeah, this this is like a must include in this in any Zakama deck. So this card is a little bit spendy, not gonna lie. It's greater good. It's two green green for an enchantment. It says sacrifice a creature, and then draw cards equal to the sacrifice creature's power, and then you can then you choose and discard three cards. So as long as you sacrifice a creature with at least four or more power, you're coming ahead on cards. Also, you're getting some filtering because yeah. you don't have to discard the cards that you drew with greater good. Obviously, with Zakama, you can sack it. Draw nine cards, discard three. This so your net gain of six cards, and you can cast a comma again, untap all your lands. If you as ha- long as you can pay the commander tax, so you have to have yeah. two right. extra mana. But if you have a mana doubler out already, oh, you can, this go, card, you can go nuts. You can go nuts. Oh, I didn't even think of the mana doubler. Oh, right, because you so keep, yeah. Again, this is playing off of Zakama's ability to untap lands when it comes into play, and so let's say you have nine lands. Uh, and, and Marari's Wake. You, you generate 18 mana. 
So you yes. you tap for 18 mana, you use 9 of it on Zakama, untap all your lands. Now you sacrifice Zakama to greater good, draw 9 cards, discard 3. Remember, you have 9 mana floating. Unless, you have, unless you're mana doublers Mirari's Wake, now you draw 10 cards. Okay. Right, you're right. 10 right. cards because Mirari's Wake, yeah. And then, or if it's Resendicar Resurgent, you draw a card for casting Zakama. So you're right. right. 10 cards kind of either from, way. Right. Okay, <laughs> so you got 9 mana floating, you sacrifice Zakama, now it costs 11 mana, but I still can tap for 18... So now I've got 27 floating, plays a comma for 11. I got 16 floating, sacrifice, do it again. Draw another 10 cards. It's not quite infinite because you're losing a little bit of mana each time, but you're basically losing two mana each time. So you can probably do that like seven, eight times. Right. Draw most of your deck if you feel like it. Throw in a War Storm Surge or something like that. Just to... Ooh. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. what we were talking about. So there's... So Greater Good, obviously, really cool combo. Um, there's some stuff you didn't have in your deck that we were throwing around before the show. So War Storm Surge, you want to talk about that? Uh, it's it's sort of two cards. Yeah, so Warstorm Surge is another kind of interesting way to build this deck with ways of sacking it, but Warstorm Surge with something like Cloudstone Curio or Erratic Portal or Food Chain, just they go infinite to the point sort where... Sort of. Food Chain wouldn't technically go infinite. Food Chain doesn't technically go infinite, but you're untapping your lands with the let's, Food Chain Let's mana. read Warstorm Surge really quick so everybody right. can get a clear picture of what's so going on. So I, uh, I won this game is a Jimmy. this yeah, card. This is a very Jimmy card. Guys. Five and a red, enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it deals damage equal to its power to target creature or player. So you cast... You with this, Craig. You can, it's amazing. It's an amazing card. So you cast a comma that deals nine damage to something, usually in these scenarios... Or ten if you have Marari's Wake. Yeah. <laughs> usually in these scenarios, you're going face because you're trying to kill people with it. So Food Chain is an enchantment we talked about on the the sort of most powerful commander decks of all time. It's one of the most powerful cards in the history of Magic. There's legacy decks built around it. It allows you to exile a creature in play and then add, add X mana yeah, you of add any X. one color to your mana pool where X is the exiled creature's converted mana cost plus, plus one, one. And then spend this mana only to cast creature spells. So that's why Food Chain doesn't quite go infinite with Zakama because your commander tax is two. Food Chain gives you plus one. It's only one color as well, so you're going to have to actually still tap lands for yeah, it. Yeah, although if you do it three times, you, you right. create enough. Um, but yes, but you can go nearly infinite and probably enough to kill everybody. Enough to kill everybody. Because you're bleeding off one mana each time you do it. Right. Yeah, and but because you're doing nine damage every time, and if you, you have War Storm Surge out, almost know that you have nine mana out already. So right. it's you can do it, but uh, you can almost essentially ten times. Yeah, which is ninety damage. That's not in a three player in a four player game that wouldn't quite kill everybody. Still awesome. Yeah. Probably you're doing it at a point in the game too where yeah. everyone's hurt a little. Mm-hmm. It's the type of play that you're like play food chain win, right? Right. Sack it, play it, sack it, play it, sack it, play it. It's. Remember, Zakama only untaps the lands if you cast it. So you you have to sort of put it in the command zone, pay the extra commander tax, bring it back out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, still a really cool. You also brought up another one before the before the show. Any show, any deck that's going to play Warstorm Surge would also probably play Perforos, right? Which same deal. Yeah, because every time you cast it, Perforos is doing two damage to each of your opponents, so you're just adding in additional damage. Basically taking a card and recasting it over and over. Uh, even with greater good, that could work pretty well for you. Um, Just the- having ways to draw, too, is huge. Zendikar Resurgent and greater good both giving you huge amounts of draw is great. Another, I think, if you want to build this sort of combo-heavy version of this deck, Cloudstone Curio, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. is probably a must-include in the deck. So Cloudstone Curio says whenever you play a permanent... Uh, sorry, whenever you... Ca- is it permanent? It's not Yeah, lands. cast a permanent. You can cast a permanent. It's like non-artifact, though. It shares a permanent type with it here. Right. Hand. So if you play an enchantment, you can bounce an enchantment to your hand. 
Whenever a non-artifact permanent, sorry. So if you play Zakama, you can bounce a creature to your hand. So the thing about Zakama, you cast it, and it taps all your lands. You could bounce Zakama back to your hand. This gets around the commander tax thing, mm -hmm. and so you can gain mana. So if I've got... Anything over nine. I just need 10 lands in play. Or, sorry, my lands just have to tap for 10. I don't even need 10 lands. Yeah, if you have Guy's Cradle or something like that. Temple of yep. the False Gods, yep. you know. You can even put, like, a Market Festival and things like that onto your lands to make them tap for more. Plays a comma. He doesn't have a watermark, Cloud does he? Soon. Watermark it? No. <laughs> Only for another week. Yeah, for another watermark. week. It's still possible. Plays a comma. Cloudstone Curio triggers targeting Zakama, bounce back to your hands. Hold on, hold on. You can only do it's another permanent you control. Oh, you can't do the same yeah, permanent. But you could have you could literally just do it with you'd you have could, to bounce something else that and play it. Okay. So you need way more mana. But let's yeah. say you had Secure Tribe Elder. Uh-huh. Now you play that for two mana, bounce Zakama, play Zakama, bounce Secure Tribe Elder, play Secure Tribe Elder, bounce Or Soul Ring. You're gonna be gaining yeah. mana off it if you're oh, able to Oh it's not an artifact. Yeah, it's not an artifact. So but still, yeah. The All right, to, Cloudstone Curio isn't what we thought. It's it still was, awesome. It's still awesome. I think awesome, it's yeah. still very easy to go infinite because you just need two creatures and a lot of mana, but the lot of mana parts covered. Um, yeah, it seems. It, can you only if you're see, building that deck? It's definitely a, a must include. I haven't I played think. with Cloudstone in a long time because didn't your Animar deck or something have it for Animar a while? And then you took it, it out. Yeah. Decks like Krenko would have yeah. it as well. Like <laughs> you can There's still a, do it. It's just a little harder than I thought. I still think the card's really good because the deck wants Zakama back in its hand to recast. Yeah, Being and there's a very speed. pretty version of it out there. So <laughs> very important. Very very important. That's, That's the only uh, thing that actually matters. And the other one you mentioned already was Erratic Portal, which only does this once. But I think so. Erratic Portal, you can basically you tap the artifact and you can do this to other players. And it says they either pay one or the thing is unsummoned. It goes back to their mm -hmm. hands. But you can target your own creatures and you can just choose not to pay the one. And so it's sort of a an unsummon for your own stuff. Yeah. And so, again, when you're in these scenarios where you're netting mana, you, you're tapping for 18, playing Zakama, untapping all your lands, you really want Zakama to cast Zakama again in that scenario. Tap all my lands, cast Zakama again. But you just have to get it back to your hand. You're not in blue, so it's a little bit harder to do. Erotic Portal gives you a, an extra one of those. It's mm -hmm. kind of like Strionic Resonator, I yeah. suppose. Crystal and, and Shard is the blue version of this, but of course we don't have blue in this we deck. We don't have blue in that So we have to copy the But also, with Sakama's ability, you could choose to pay the one, if you so wanted. <laughs> if <laughs> you so wanted. Just I'm saying. You have a lot of mana. Erotic Portal is underrated. There are a lot of scenarios where people just kind of forget about it, and you're just like, I just unsummon your... Like, you play Vornclass. Oh, you've done that yeah. to me so many times. Yeah, or just like... I'm like, what's... Th oh. oh, dang it. You tap out again? Yeah. Oops, sorry, buddy. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> Pay attention. Um, I like how you put... I'm just going to let you mention these because they don't really have anything to do oh, with Oh, nothing the to do but with Craig's the deck. But Craig's like, no, I have to talk about these two cards. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously ones that go in here. Wind so, conditions, come on. Wind cons, yeah. cards that go in here. Of course. Just because they're cards you put in every deck. And they should... You should put this Hold in on, here. This if you're building this deck, you should put these this in This is here. an instant kill, Sniff. No one can block Both the of them are. Both yeah. of them are instant kills. Yeah, exactly. With just a comma, too. With just a comma. So Triumph of the Hordes, plus one, plus one infect to all your creatures. He's already got Trample, so it's like double Trample, whatever. It gives Trample, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah it's and a he's a 9-9. Nine, nine, so Josh, you said you have to read every part of the card. 9-9 nine, nine, and get plus one, plus one from Triumph. Triumph of the Hordes is actually, like, it's Crater Hope Behemoth. Yeah. Like, it's won so many games. And it steals games where, like, you just can't see that. Like, you're calculating around the table. You're a 42 life. You've got Propaganda out, you know. Blah blah blah, and, oh, and it's so good. You've got everything covered. It's so Somebody good. Try for the hordes, and you're like, oh, I'm dead. I didn't cover for I'm that. Dead. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I've had it played on me. I love it. 
Yeah, I, I love hey, it. Let's we're go have point, tea in Phyrexia. We're um, to the point now where I actually am calculating. Okay, but what if they have Triumph of the Hordes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I actually have to hold back two more blockers. I'm, I yes. think this is a must-include in any green deck. You you were talking about Sakura Tribe Elder. Like, that should be a must-include. I think, no, try, Triumph of the Hordes. the difference between Craig and I. Yeah. I want a land ramp creature that could be played early. He's like, no, I want the kill you with Infect out yeah. of nowhere card. Exactly. Needs creatures on the board. Needs people to not be able to block it. Oh, this is a foily one. Okay, this has got it. This is maybe the most Craig card I can think of. So the other one's Grafted Exoskeleton for a couple reasons. So wait, wait, let's read the card. It's four mana for an equipment. Equip creature gets plus two, plus two, and has infect. It costs two to equip, and it has this weird thing where whenever Grafted Exoskeleton becomes unattached from a permanent, sacrifice that permanent. What's not on? and not really that weird. Let in this because if you have more than uh, a certain amount of mana. You pay two to equip it onto something else. And then Zakama dies. Zakama so dies. Zakama, you could you use it, it as a combo piece. You put it on Zakama. After you kill somebody with 11 infect. Sorry. Don't get it. You put it on Zakama. You move it to another creature. And it, like that means you have to sacrifice Zakama. That's another way so you can recast Zakama, basically. Right. Interesting. Especially if you have more oh. than a certain so amount it has, of mana. It's not just to kill you with a trample 11-11 infect <laughs> although that is the primary reason for it's it the primary reason, yeah. there is also the added ability of it has to sacrifice that creature here's the thing though zakama has three heads shouldn't you have to unequip it like three times to kill it? <laughs> <laughs> exoskeleton i i Not feel like once. or it's like maybe unequip it remove one of his keyword abilities <laughs> i'd be down with that i feel like he feels when you play him he feels like he has three heads like the three abilities, they really designed this card as well. Kudos to, to Wizards yeah. for designing this card. Cause I like the white one because it's just that head's just eating food. It's just like, I'm hungry. I want to gain life. All the other heads are like blasting fire and there was destroying yeah, that artifacts one's like, and enchantments. I was like, I'm hungry. Yeah, here, <laughs> will you guys uh, you know, destroy that building over there and fight up those guys? I'm going to eat. Yeah. I'm breaking for lunch. I got to gain some life yeah. over here. Okay. Is the eating one not the one dealing three damage to that creature? Oh. No, that one's breathing a fireball. And then the is green one, the green, one's, like? the green one's eating too, but it's, it, but it's chomping it up. It's like destroying it. So it's like you are not part of nature. Okay. Do you think the ones? Do you think the ones cooking it before the other ones eating it? Oh, uh, combo. There you go. Right. There's a, a fourth so line that, text. Now. One of them's destroying them the, the fort chef. that yeah. everybody's in. <laughs> the other one's cooking them all, and the other one's eating them. We've solved it. We've solved it. That's flavor. Going home. Flavor. Yeah, it's like if you use all three in a row, go (laughs) get yourself a nice meal. You deserve it. So there's one card we wanted to talk about uh, at the end. This has some really interesting interactions. Again, something that I didn't really think about. We were talking about this before, Craig, and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. It's one of the new cards from Rivals. Again, it's Trap Trap Jaw Tyrant. Tough one. Three white, white, five mana for a five, five creature dinosaur. It has Enrage. Whenever Trapjaw Tyrant is dealt damage, exile target creature in opponent controls mm. until Trapjaw Tyrant leaves the battlefield. Okay, that makes... We should have paid attention to these cards before we talk. No, no, no. I think it's still fine. It's still a good card. Because <laughs> you can use... Zakama. True. You just can't do the Zakama thing. So before the episode, we were talking about, wait, what if you targeted Zakama by using his deal three damage with it, and you then he sort of... exiles it, so when you Wrath... Then he comes back. Yeah, save it from a board wipe. You can't do that. It says opponent controls. Thank goodness we just reread the card. But Zakama's ability allows you to ping the trap draw tyrant. At least once. Yeah. Um, but you can do it on your turn, mm-hmm. the next turn, the next turn. So with trap draw tyrant out, you can just start exiling creatures 
that your opponents control for three mana rather than yeah and you can do it three mana per turn as you just said so it's if you're waiting for the table to come around after he comes out you just leave that mana untapped yep on your, your turn step, three I'll get rid of that. You, yeah yeah because yep. it's gonna heal from end step even turn. untap you know i don't want that around this yeah, turn. True, get rid of that true, true uh so this card i think is really good in the deck uh because of that first ability from zakama but it's not it's not going to save zakama from a wrath yeah dang it so it goes. New cards. <laughs> Just went from us. a must-add to a meh. <clears throat> I still think it's really good. It's really good, but it's not a... Come yeah. on. That would have been crazy. Yeah, true. And then once they do Wrath, they get all their stuff back. It's a little bit tough. Yeah. That's right. why Banisher Priests and stuff are sort of without little combo-y stuff. You don't really want to use them. Um, all right. Time for two of the listeners. So what do you think is a comma? What cards did we not talk about that uh, you think are must-includes in the Zakama deck? You know... One of the things about game nights that I've found fun, but also a little bit frustrating or tough is that we have to build these decks at a point when they're not on EDH rec. Nobody knows about them yet. There's not a good way. And there's a lot of pressure. I don't know if you guys feel it when you're on the Mm -hmm. show, but there's a lot of pressure. I'm like, I have to build this deck. And by the time people see it, the internet will have gotten their hands on the card and Reddit and EDH rec and everybody else will have thought of all the best combos that are possible with this commander but right now i'm not allowed to talk to anybody about it or even you know i have to just come up with that stuff on my own by myself and you know it's easy in that scenario to miss stuff you know and there's a lot of times where we play the a commander on game nights and i've been like oh crap i should have thought of that but i yeah. mean you know the internet has a million minds working on it and i've just got mine and you had like half a week to make the deck yeah exactly so very possible we missed some really cool interactions for zakama that uh Craig's a really good deck builder, so I think he got most of them. I think so. Let me know if you guys thought of any others, because my playgroup needs to be taken down. <laughs> this is going to be weird, because I'm in your playgroup, and I want to build a Zakama deck, so what are I we going to do? We should yeah. all build Zakama decks and play against each other. Let's do it. It's just I'm adding Infect to, to mine. <laughs> it's not the search for Ezkanta, it's the race to Zakama, to casting him first. This, to me, is like one Basically of the perfect is. cards. It's like gives you answers to everything. Yeah. Just it about. kind of does, and... Against other Zakama decks, his middle ability becomes far less relevant because everybody's land ramping. Yeah. Oh, pretty interesting. But as soon as somebody gets out of Vidalcan Orary, it's like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vidalcan. <laughs> oh, so good with Zakama, too. Flash it in, untap your lands, activate him on end step. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Activate him again. Vidalcan. Make sure, if you guys want to activate some Zakama abilities, to buy the cards you need for this deck. By like going, Vidalcan Orary. Yeah. By going to cardkingdom.com slash commands, and that's our sponsor for the show. Again, very fast shipping. You can get these cards by the time Zakama arrives in actual form as well. Very easily. You can build this deck right now and just, you know, get it ready to roll out. And great day. prices, too. Like, I got most of my cards through Card Kingdom, and Did you they have... affiliate link, Craig? We didn't even... We didn't I even bought most of my cards before the affiliate link existed. Wow. And Card Kingdom has... Like, honestly, for the, for the past seven years, I've ordered most cards from Card Kingdom. Because they're usually the best. Craig owns more magic cards than anybody just I've, about that you know. He has more I've than I've invested. Yeah. You probably have more lot. than Jimmy and I put together. And I have a lot of cards. I got a lot of cards. I Are have more. Okay. Let's put it this way. I have more opened cards uh, than you and Jimmy. True. That's but true. That. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. This is it. I'm a collector. Interesting distinction. If you're collecting cards, if you have a lot of cards, you need to do things like put them into sleeves, true. put them into deck boxes, put them into binders. Play Make them. sure that you play them on play mats so they don't get all dirty. And the best brand to use for all that stuff is definitely ultra pro in fact they're going to be coming out with all the rivals of ixalan themed stuff again we're going to show them off in game nights which will come out in uh, maybe a couple of weeks such an exciting episode 
It is a pretty sweet episode. Um, so support Ultra Pro. That way you're supporting Command Zone. And they just Phoenix. came out with those sleeves too that are sick. The, the, Eclipse. the Eclipse sleeves. They're the best. And a couple different colors too because they There's started a lot out of with... different colors. We have like pink, white, yellow, orange, red, I, blue. I just I like how they're two tone too. They're yeah. like on the inside. Feels of, rich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just saw that purple's coming soon. They didn't Ooh. say exactly when, but they said soon. So is it purple and black? Because that. that's amazing. blacks out. Blacks out. Yeah. Blacks but out. is it purple and black? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think on the inside it's always black. A black mat because it's double layered. Because oh yeah, they don't want it to be translucent. I have a deck that that's gonna be yellow yep sweet <laughs> all right now it's time for the end step where we talk about something cool outside the world of magic usually we didn't warn you craig but you've been on the show enough times you probably saw it. <laughs> i i've been here enough to know that that's a thing and i forgot about it and now i'm like okay what can i talk about what's a new show you've been watching you watch a lot of tv i've been re-watching frazier frazier and oh, i am Great loving show. it like niles is one of the best characters you know how every show just has one niles is now is just Frasier's, great. Yeah. yeah, one of the great all-time TV shows. Based in yeah. Seattle as well. Yep. I love I never watched much of it, but... Oh, you should yeah, watch it. Yeah, me either. I only watched... It's great. I was a Seinfeld, Simpsons, yeah. and Friends kid growing up. Friends probably Not the most... Not Friends so much for me. I was more Seinfeld, but... Yeah. I went through Friends last year. Netflix has kind of, like, let me catch up on everything. I, You know, you have to commend the writing on those shows because it is pitch perfect there's perfect. never a dull moment in any like and it's incredible because seinfeld is so different than friends but they're both gut roaringly funny gut roaringly gut splittingly i don't know they make I like my gut, gut roaring hurt. every episode's good you're right same yeah. with Fl- frazier every episode's good like you get something out of it all right you heard it here frazier <laughs> is good it was only it was like the top tv show for like i don't know like a decade forever at, yeah, yeah for a while. at least crazy. 10 seasons yeah. one of the top podcasts out there oh gosh. for forever <laughs> Is the Masters of Modern our sister podcast? Alice Kessler, good friend of Craig. You know, I just want Ben throw Bateman, this out here. great people. Yeah, I just want to throw this out there because earlier we mentioned you in conjunction with Ultra Pro, and people are like probably going like, "Why was Craig involved?" with Because Craig right. did a web series with Alex Kessler called Top Decking, which is five years ago now, I think. Yeah, yeah. And Kessler's oh. fiance now, Whitney Merritt, was the lead. That's yeah. Right. So, which was very popular at the time. If you haven't checked out Top Decking, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, definitely. I think it's like the only, it's definitely the biggest Magic the Gathering web series that's ever existed, mm-hmm. the most popular. So uh, I know a lot of people still do recognize you for stuff like that when we're at events, but there's probably a lot of people out there that don't know about it. So go check out Top Decking. That was a real end step. Yeah. Um, but Masters of Modern, which is our sister podcast, Alex Kessler, Ben Bateman, they talk about the modern format, all things competitive magic. This year we'll have a uh, modern pro tour, mm-hmm. 2018 will, whereas 2017 didn't. So probably a format you want to start learning a little bit about if you're if you're even if you just want to watch the pro tour i listen to those guys even watching though. modern me plays a lot of fun yeah and, and it's my favorite format to watch outside of limited i would say if you play modern you should be listening to them because they are very introspective and really they really have their finger on the pulse of the whole modern kind of scene yeah. I I don't even play modern, but I listen to them so that I can watch it on the pro tour and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can learn little things about Commander that you're like, oh, I can apply it. Uh, to I listen to Kessler talk outside the podcast about modern all the time. I mean, this kid like breathe, <laughs> eats, sleeps, and breathes magic. I mean, their podcast is great as well. They just spoiled what they are declaring the greatest blue green card in modern's history. What is that? But it's also because they also said that every blue green card in modern sucks. It's bad. So <laughs> it's a it's a merfolk card, and the merfolk, merfolk deck is Lord, yeah. a real deck in modern. Uh, so and, and they they also spoiled like uh, fatal push and stuff. So obviously they're a great go to source. Make sure you check them out. Where you can find them right next to us on collected.company or 
You can follow them on Twitter at the MMCast. All right. And our editor for the show is Terry Robertson. He does the video and audio versions of this podcast, including our faces right now and Craig's face. A new audio feed for him to edit. How exciting. Craig did a great job, by the way, uh, staying close to the microphone this time. I'm very impressed. Can you hear me Almost like a pro. Well, Craig does have this very nice, deep baritone voice, so it's uh, very soothing to hear. I remember the first time we had you on the podcast, I was like, oh my God, I'm doing this on this guy. Is this Craig? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, goodness. Craig, say, in a world. <laughs> say it. In a world where yeah. dragons, dinosaurs. where dinosaurs have three heads. <laughs> Zakama <laughs> reigns <laughs> primal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And of course, big thanks to Jeffrey Palmer. He does the living card animations that start and end the show on our video podcast. You can find those all at youtube.com slash the command zone podcast. You can find Craig on Twitter at Craig Blanchett. He will answer all of your magic related questions. Oh, if you have a question about Infect, there's your guy. Tweet at me. We'll talk to you about Infect all day long. Forever. Welcome to Phyrexia, baby. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> I switched it for all the Brits. Is that is it better? Can you do both? Well, no, this they keep telling me this is bad. It's no, just no, no, no. if We're, you do it in Australia, like do you have to do it? I'm like doing it sideways, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's if you like Imagine this is V for victory, by the way. Yeah, if you so imagine I had this. If you do it like this, then it's offensive. I've heard that if you do it like this, it's less accurate. So you should do it like this. Less accurate? Accurate. What am I aiming at? It's, it's just what I've heard, man. I'm just doing know. peace, like peace out. But in this, yeah. you know, this used to be an insult to archers because they would cut off the fingers of archers. And well, that's where, do, that's, that's where that's where the, the middle, middle finger, finger comes from. from. Yeah, so they, but that, they would do this to show archers, like, look, I have two fingers. They used to, okay, so when you're shooting somebody, you'd call it plucking them. Sure. Yeah, well, pluck you. I still have my middle finger. I can still pluck you. Uh-huh. Interesting. And what they would do if they captured archers... Because if you cut off the middle finger, finger, you can't, you can't, you can't use a bow shoot anymore. an arrow. Yeah. Is that where bunny ears came from? No, this no. is... I don't know where this comes from, but well, this the is middle the finger... I think they, they would show to an archer, like, look, I have both my oh, fingers. Oh, is that why in Britain it's here, but I can't... We're not still... I don't even know. I'm pretty sure yeah. that... Blur this it is, out if I accidentally showed the middle finger. This, please, is, this is the show, look, I have two fingers, you don't. That's an insult. as in Because if you capture an archer, you would just cut, cut off those fingers. I heard it was just the middle finger. Oh, really? And that's why the middle finger insult exists. But it, yours makes more sense because Great Britain is where the longbow was. And, used and this is too. where supposedly the two fingers backwards is an insult. Anyway. Peace. 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 Homies oh, in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> The Walking Man, <laughs> do the the moonwalk. I'm sorry, I'm I'm. I just want peace on earth and goodwill to men and women. Aw, that's it. And dogs. Okay, bye guys. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that. 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.